Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Joe McAdam is all about music for kids, not about kids' music. It's a fun episode? You know what is fun? Living through a global pandemic. And that's why we now have a Patreon account. Go to youmethemeverybody.com for more information about our Patreon account. Literally every dollar helps because uh, things that used to exist are no longer here. Uh, figure out what that means. Here's Joe. I've been playing with blocks since COVID started. Started since COVID decided to come ashore to the United States of America, and uh, <laughs> I'm playing my child all of the albums that I make with the blocks. Um, I don't like sit him down because he he won't he won't sit for anything, but it's in his ear at, at some point or another. Um, and all of these albums I consider incredibly important. Not one of them is a kids album, and since you're my favorite person to talk to about music. I wanted to talk to you today about children's music or albums for children that are not children's music. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Something that would be, it just hits the child's ear and it's just like, yeah, this is, this is very, it's not, we're not going to give them any like can or, uh, you know, nothing too challenging, I guess. No, can is actually one of the albums I've made a block album for, so we do listen to Can in this household. All right, we are a progressive uh, household. A little one. <laughs> We're a progressive rocking household. <laughs> uh, his dad is in his late thirties. Of course, we're a progressive rock household. Come on. Have you done Rush yet? No, I. I we are. See, Canada is something we aspire to be. Uh, I can't just shove Canada in his face right away, but. The first three I started with were the White Stripes um, with Elephant, Deftones with White Pony, an album I'm pretty sure is just about cocaine, and John Prine's The Tree of Forgiveness. But uh, very, very different albums. Uh, coming up next is Khaleesi's Food. It's not one type of music, and because albums as an art form are really only like 60 years old, 65 if you're being generous, there's not that much to pull from it. It's kind of wonderful. So... What are some of the albums that you think would be good for a child, uh, regardless of age? You asked me this a couple of days ago, and then um, I just found out this morning before recording that Toots Hibbert died today. He did. But, yeah, I was going to say uh, Funky Kingston is a yep. perfect, very poppy, front to back, not a not a dud on the whole thing. And I it, like it just hits your ear in a way that like a kid would love it. That is on the docket. I just shared that uh, block album earlier today. Uh, it's another way to. This another another reason I kept doing this is because this was like my COVID diary. Because one of the first things I did was like, oh, this John Prine passed away. That's why I did the Tree of Forgiveness. You know, Sturgill Simpson has COVID. Do Sturgill Simpson Toots passes away. This has become a, a very sad reminder that um, people aren't aren't with us forever. And when there's a global pandemic, uh, that usually helps wipe the slate clean. <laughs> Is that a good way to describe life? Uh, yeah, wiping the slate clean when we lose uh, oh, <laughs> some boy. of our most valued artists. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm in a dark, happy place. I don't know. But yeah, I completely hey, you agree. know what? At least we, we got the music from them, uh, and they can go now. There. Is that what you meant to say? Yeah, that's exactly what I meant to say. Moving on, I, I think that's a great pick. How many of these do you have? Because we could count down if that makes it easier. Um, I, did, I did five of them, I think. Perfect. Yeah. So what's your number four? I didn't. I didn't really rank them, but I. I thought uh, uh, De La Soul, three feet high and rising. Mm, okay, why? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me, mirror, what 
it's fun and it's kind of silly and it's it, there's nothing like I don't know nothing like negative even really going on in it. <laughs> I think it's just a fun thing for yeah. I mean I I got into it when I was a kid. I could have gotten into it when I was even younger though. You know. That's perfect. So well, so you got into it when you were a kid. What is younger than a kid? Uh, Joe McAdam, know, where maybe. does life begin? <laughs> Uh, well, I think we can all agree conception. And, uh, so yeah, no, this is, um, I, I would say I probably got into it as like an early, um, teen or, you know, whatever, 12 ish, 13. Okay. Know? So when and you're going through puberty, park. like a kid is like, I, I, if they were like a six year old would like this, right? I don't know. We're going to find out. I think, I think they would. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Uh, another reason why I started doing this is because my wife and I were supposed to start our, our DJ afternoon. Uh, my wife and I used to DJ in Chicago um, from like 8 or 10 p.m. to close, which is like 2 to 4 a.m. in Chicago. But uh, you, you can't bring a one-year-old to that. So we were going to DJ in breweries from like 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. playing music that we That's enjoyed nice. just to meet other like-minded parents because it's very difficult to meet – other people with children that like good music because most people at the playground aren't wearing band t-shirts because they're responsible adults unlike me who's still wearing like a nine inch nail shirt every other day instantly turning off my kids chances of ever being friends with the majority of the people on the playground well you know you got to cut out a lot of people in your life and <laughs> all you of them well... instantly you might as well make it all of them uh, right at once because you're wearing a nine inch nails t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which, if what's someone your... didn't like you because you had a Nine Inch Nails T-shirt on, that's like that's at this point they are, you know, that's a mainstream band. They don't have the same like uh, uh, angry energy that they probably did, you know, nineteen ninety three or something. Um, no, you're wrong. There's... No, that's like that's like a he. What's it? Trent Reznor does like soundtracks and stuff. He's like so mainstream. It's not like as aggressive as it used to be or whatever, you know. It is the music itself is as aggressive as it's ever been. I've not I've not listened to what they're <laughs> doing now, so I don't know. But <laughs> I'm not up on them these days. But you know, they're going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Exactly. So they're legit. That's as know. that's as like accepted, you know, as it gets. Are there any bands in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? The Doobie Brothers. <laughs> that you wish weren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it's so lame. Um, I mean, there's there's bands that I don't like that are in, but it makes sense that they're in. Like I don't, I I truly dislike Aerosmith. I think they are they poke every button that I have that I'm like I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Yeah. But I understand why they're there. Uh, but did you yeah, ever play their like video that. game Revolution X when you shoot CDs at the yes. villains? That's an amazing video game. I, I've I only played like a demo at like a Kmart, but uh, I did play it. I did I did mess around with shooting cds at like women in cages i want to say yeah it was awesome <laughs> it, was, it was the foundation so they, they have of one thing on their resume yeah i think they also there's like the joey kramer ride at one of the theme parks like it strap on in and you get to be the drummer of aerosmith oh man and you saw that they kicked him out right or they were like wouldn't let him join when they had like some kind of reunion show no that's great have you seen that? No. There, there, there was photographs of him trying to get into their rehearsal space and security guards pushing him, <laughs> like, like saying no to him, like putting a hand up and being like, "You can't come in, Joey Kramer." Oh God, that's great. So, what's your number? <laughs> what's your third pick? <laughs> what Aerosmith record is uh, your third pick? 
Air, yeah, Aerosmith, the one with a cow's udder on the front. <laughs> Get a grip. <laughs> Whatever gross. Everything they did was gross, and I hate that band. <laughs> They're so gross. <laughs> this is great. Uh, no, okay, I'll go with David Bowie, Let's Dance. And it's not absolutely even close to my favorite Bowie record, uh, but it's the one that's like kind of like, I could see a little kid bopping around to some of the songs on that. I love that record because Bowie himself is not a good dancer. Exactly. Like I think seeing the image of Bowie dancing in his like in his Dayglow era reminds me of just like oh I could see a kid doing this. You know? Yeah, it's great. Uh, also, yeah. th- that the, the lead single is like seven and a half minutes long. It's crazy. I think I don't know how long like China Girl is, but it's too long. Yeah. <laughs> There's also like. It, yeah, it, I think the the most concise and like good pop hit from that is Modern Love, but like Oh yeah. All the songs just sound pretty fun though. You know, like they're all really you could groove around a little bit to them. Okay, you're a Chiefs fan. Answer me this. Is China Girl really racist or just like not actually racist or like how, like rank the racism on his song China Girl originally performed by Iggy Pop on an album that David Bowie produced? three years I would prior. love to just say out of the gate I am not at all the right person to ask <laughs> about what is or is not as a straight white man from the Midwest how myself. racist is China girl uh, I, I probably a bunch I think right <laughs> I'm sure it, it mean like it, I'm sure most people don't think it has aged uh, well no no I think that's probably the consensus on that one yeah and that's the one you brought up I mean, without <laughs> prompts. You could choose any David Bowie. You could choose any album ever. It, you, you chose this specific David Bowie album, which you already claimed, not your favorite. And then you brought up no. China Girl. Yeah. No, it's it's a, it's a hard listen these days, and it's also just too long of a song, even if it, you know, lyrical content aside. Listen, all I have so, to say to you is you know what? just you shut your mouth. But that's – so I, I would say that's a good – it's it's good to uh, – Use this as a teaching. Oh, that's uh, good. Moment for your child. That's good. Okay. You use it to teach your child about uh, about issues. We'll watch the Chiefs game on mute, and I'll play China Girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then have a Q and A afterward. Yeah, hold on. He'll get that. Uh, moving on to number two. What's a good album for kids that's slightly more racist than David Bowie's 1983 seminal album Let's Dance? Wait, do you have one? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's slightly more. Uh, I have, I actually, I threw down a couple uh, options. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I have um, this one I, I thought just because it, again, fits the kind of uh, let's dance, like fun of its era, shiny pop thing. But mm-hmm. Blondie's Parallel Lines. Oh, that's a great one. Well, I was going to say it's one that I didn't listen to, uh, to a, a ton as a kid, mm-hmm. but uh, like the hits, everybody knows from an early age, and they all jam. And not that dissimilar to the Joey Kramer Aerosmith situation, the members of Blondie on stage at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame saying, hey, can we perform with you? And Debbie Harry says, no. Nah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, keep your band the way you want to keep it, you know? Debbie Harry and Blondie have some of the worst for the last decade, like press rules. So they went on tour with X a few times and they played 930 club in Washington, DC. And we would send a, a reviewer and a photographer to shoot the show. And 
they kept saying no to photos because they wanted to have final say on all the photo use, not realizing like everyone has an iPhone or an Android. Like there's no such thing They're as like look worse if you just have the iPhone exactly. Photos. So guess what we did? We had we ran amazing photos of X and then like a bunch of unflattering photos from the crowd of Debbie Harry and Blondie. Why would yeah, you do that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're not going to stop somebody from using the images they have. Yeah, it's you can't. <laughs> no, but you. I mean, unless you're doing the Chappelle thing where you take every phone away, people are going to take as many photos as they want. Instagram exists. This is a pointless fight, and we're not going to intentionally run horrible photos of you unless you tell us we can't run photos of you. Yeah, no, you're you're in the right. Uh, you know what? I hate Blondie now. <laughs> <laughs> I used you, to like that band. <laughs> did you watch the Hulu edition of High Fidelity? No, uh, I heard it's good though. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and Debbie Harry plays the role that Bruce Springsteen has in the film High Fidelity. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I yeah, I should probably watch that. I'll yeah. I'll get into it. It's worth your time. Um, my wife and I thought we were going to like enjoy it over 10 nights, but we ended up watching the whole thing in two sittings. It's like it's that enjoyable. I think especially right now, it's it's very possible to just tear through an entire series of television. Oh yeah. Very quickly. The I, I wonder watched, if it's bittersweet yeah, every, though every because of Deadwood. We watched it when it came out and now it's like a thriving and bustling Brooklyn, which does not exist. You just mentioned Deadwood. Watching Deadwood now versus in February probably isn't that different. No, you don't think about those, uh, uh, all those uh, rugged cowboys and, and how dangerous their lives are. Yeah. Uh, shaking hands. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's a different vibe. Yeah. Uh, what's your number one? If you ever have a kid, this is the album I'm going to play for the kid right away. Well, I gotta. I I want to say I didn't rank them, so this is not. I would not call this my number one. To I gotta teach my kid this one, but I threw uh, Ween's the mollusk on there. It does have a weird childlike vibe, but also it's uh, upsetting, and I think that's good for a child to learn about. That's perfect. So they, I'm sure. I'm not. I shouldn't say sure. Do you know that they might be giants? Has children's albums. Yes. Okay, so they're good. They're some of the least objectionable, like, kids' kids' music. But did you know every They Might Be Giants album is also a kids' album? Yes. Yes. I did know that. <laughs> Flood is, like, meant for children. It's absurd yeah. how, like, easy and childlike and good their stuff is. And they scratch very similar riches to Ween. It's a. It really feels like a... Um... Uh, like the, I think both of those bands have this natural pop sensibility mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm going to write music that sounds good to you and you can't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then one, one group decided to go like use that power for good. And then one group said they're going to use that power for evil. If you're, a, if you have a child and they're a fan of, they might be giants. Are you ever worried about that kid graduating from college? Well, I'll tell you this. I loved They Might Be Giants as a kid, and I did not graduate from college. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it fair to say you, Joe McAdam, are the dumbest They Might Be Giants fan in the entire world? It's I, w- I mean, I would have to know. No, it's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
I I don't know why I associate they might be giants with like. Well, you're not you're not illiterate, are you? No, I'm not illiterate. No. That's cool. <laughs> but I associate. Yeah, I've, I've I <laughs> I learned how to read. I associate all they might be giants fans with like well-read nerds. I mean, there's nothing you need to be well-read about to think like. You know, uh, like being a little kid and thinking like Particle Man is like a fun thing. You yeah. Know? But did I you mean, listen to also, in like, high school I, and college? No, I, I, I it was it was really one of those things where it was um, I probably just totally stopped by the time I was like 13. OK, so that's that's and, my and point. I, I don't really go back. Maybe I should have said that, anybody yeah. that's in high school listening to They Might Be Giants. That might be that might be more accurate, although I'll tell you this. Uh, Apollo 18, that record, like, is the one that I'm able to dip my toe into again every now and again. I'm going to write that one down. Did you have any that you were thinking about mentioning but uh, just didn't make the cut? Um, I wanted to put on some Sly and the Family Stone, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know which record to narrow it down to. Well, but obviously, it was just like a fun dance around. You put, there's a riot going on and explain to kids about social yeah, unrest. exactly. <laughs> I was, yeah, th- I was thinking dance to the music, and then I was like, you know what? No. <laughs> Let's bum my kid out. No, yeah, I, th- I do think that some of these should be, you know, hey, use it to introduce your kid to uh, some uh, some wider issues. Not necessarily using Let's Dance for that, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, China Girl. Yeah. Which is on the album Let's Dance. I apologize. I stepped on your joke, which was very funny, and, I, and I'm, I'm in the wrong way. <laughs> 